Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome somebody in who also has a little baby that's the most adorable child I've seen. Uh, Cena has an adorable child as well. But, you know, boys are different than girls. She's a little girl. She's got all the personality. You know her from the Clay Kane show. You know her. She fills in for Heather B. She fills in for the Karen Hunter show. And now, tom- uh, tomorrow will be the launch, the debut of the Reese Colbert show on Urban View, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here. Reese Colbert is in the building. Hello. Hey, Karen. Hey, hey Karen Rebels, Urban View family. I'm in the house. Thank you for having me. <laughs> huh, Larry. Okay, first of all, thank you for the flowers. She's very generous. She a nice little handwritten note. I feel like you were raised by good people. You know, they taught you all of the, all of the things. But this is the first time we're actually meeting. Well, no, I've been on your show before. One time, you had me talking VP. I was coming in. With, I think it was Drew. But this is like the second time. This okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I have a heart. Smith Smith goes through this with me a lot. I'm like, welcome to the show for the first time. Smith is like, they were on twice before. Like, <laughs> but I it's a like, privilege. Yeah. It's a privilege to be on with you because I filled in for you several times. Thank you. But like, you know, the queen, I have to, I have to bow down. I have no. to give my, my salutations and my greetings and my honorifics to you, professor. So thank you for having me. Well, my, my absolute pleasure. I'm looking forward to, to first of all, um, you are a powerhouse and a dynamo. Your social media game is sickening and the ability to be able to cuss at the same time, be erudite is like, a superpower of yours and I love watching I love watching so I'm going to be tuning in tomorrow driving around because I know uh it's going to be funky but uh like Cena you have a baby Cena's yes. having another baby um Ooh, congratulations thank you yeah I, look <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh <laughs> do you agree with him because I felt like you were agreeing with me that you go to I don't know well, I, you know, I, I don't work out, so I can't relate, but I do sleep in. And that's, I'm not bragging. That's a horrible trait of mine. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I'm, if I tell my business, I'm going to get dragged. But I, I'll say this, um, boss baby's in the bed still. I'm sure my husband does not like that. But, you know, and when she's two, we'll kick her out. But that's my little cuddle buddy. So I'm not Wait, spread you're... eagle. She's the one who is starfish on the bed, living her best life. So, uh, yeah. But the showering thing, you know, that's I, I mean, you could do it either way at night in the morning. I'm not working out, so I don't have the whole workout get sweaty, have to do it all over again situation. Okay. Wait. So, <laughs> you, your baby sleeps in the bed with you? Well, she's she's almost two. Okay. Mine's seven, 18 months. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I guess that's, how old's your baby? She's 22 months. Okay. So she sleeps in the bed? Yes. What? Yeah. That's wild. I know. Do you look at your husband? Do you guys get to like say hi? Or is the yeah. baby just like, well, no, it's, it's I'm the, here. The, my baby is my husband's twin. So I'm looking at like two identical people, like Creepy. back to back. And they sleep the same way, everything. But see, we have an interesting sleep schedule. You know, some people say sleep when the baby sleeps. I'm more like sleep when I sleep. So. <laughs> Reese, I love living your life. Look, it's, it is a little luxurious. I get to sleep in. I get to go to bed late. We both do. So it works for us. Okay. So when she has more structure, then we'll, we'll, we'll change the way, up the routine. The audience didn't see the hair flip on the okay. So I just, <laughs> it's just punctuated all Listen, that. Listen, 
I listen. I Beautiful. preach freedom. I love a free yes. person who could do what the hell they want to do and have a baby in the bed with them. That's their business. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Speaking of that, Marie Kondo. Y'all know her, Marie Kondo. Yeah. Yes, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. I was never a fan because how she done made eight million dollars teaching people how to declutter their lives and stuff. Like I just feel like y'all didn't need to pay for that. I just feel mm. like I just. I'm just. I'm not hating. I'm just like no. So, my, you know, Cosmo's Japanese, and her oh. mom is uh, staying with Marie us. Is Marie Kondo? So, oh, no. Is Marie Kondo is my mother-in-law, yes. And so, but what's funny is that I asked her about Marie Kondo one time when this was all happening, and she's like, it's just how Japanese people stay organized. There's nothing special about what Marie Kondo does. It's just mm. normal. She took, you know, something from their culture and commoditized it, and then made a a lot of money. Four books. Well, here's here's what she's come out with. So after three children, she says, "I've fallen off the um, the the con Marie. I guess that's her thing. The decluttering method." She's like, "Listen, don't worry." She's she's like, "The children have so up until now. I was a professional tidier." She said, "So I did my best to keep my home tidy at all times, but I've kind of given up." Uh, in a good way for me, she said, now I realize what is more important is enjoying and spending time with my children at home. Um, my home is messy now, and uh, I'm spending <laughs> way more time in the right way in this stage of my life. Man, how many people spent money on Marie Kondo's decluttering book? <laughs> well, now the new book is Live Your Best Messy Life, I'm sure. Yeah. She's going to make more money off of that. Now that I can relate to, I might buy that book. Okay, somebody to validate my uh, my way of doing things. Yes. Yo, um, I love it. You know, because we we always have these like, do this, do that, how to live your life. I have this forty day thing that I'm on, and I'm mm. I'm sharing it with people, and they're like, what are we supposed to do? And I'm like, I don't, I'm not living your life. I don't know what you're supposed to do. You know, yeah. just like take some time, sit with yourself, figure out what is it that I want, how do I want to live, what do I, and then come up. You know, we're gonna do the blueprint, right? But you are making your own and follow it. That's it, and your we'll just be blueprint. in community to do it. So it's not it's not hard. Um, Reese Colbert, uh, the Reese Colbert show. What what are people going to get that that uh, that they're not getting now? I would never say that they're not getting now because uh, Urban View offers just such a broad range of experiences, of viewpoints. I think we already cover everything. I'm going to give you a different, not deficient, we're not deficient in any way review, but I'm going to give you a different flavor. I liken my show to the cookout. It's Saturday afternoon, it's three o'clock, you might be leaving brunch, you might be getting ready to go to the next event of the day, if you're anything like me. And so I want to keep it fun, I want to keep it light, but still enlightening, still empowering, still uplifting. But I, I really think it's going to be a fun show. I think you all do just such a magnificent job Monday through Friday of really like, you know, uh, of driving home the the current topics of going beyond that, going in depth. And so I can't duplicate the Monday through Friday, just beautiful gumbo of, of, of commentary. So I'm just bringing my own little flavor to the cookout that I think people will enjoy. You know, everybody knows me from Clay. I'm on there every Thursday, still going to be on there every Thursday because that's my boy. I just love him too much to like you know, desert him and the clay audience. Um, but you know, I'm not going to be a sidekick anymore. You know, I'm not going to be 
reacting to what's thrown at me, I'm going to be in the driver's seat. Okay. I'm going to be at the grill, putting the meat on the grill, seasoning it up. You know, I'm saying? <laughs> I don't cook. My husband does that. But you get what? my drink. You get where I'm going. This what is, is happening? Doesn't work out. Doesn't cook. But I, she crushes on the radio. This is yeah. perfect. This is great. Reese, I, I got to know. Not the oh. blueprint. I am a complete deadbeat when it comes to all the things they say women are supposed to do i don't That's do none good. of that but look at me i'm still I'm to, and, yeah. and you got a man wait hold on how you get a man and you ain't cook what is happening everything we've been taught what what oh she got others look she got other skills no i'm i'm very no. delightful i'm very delightful <laughs> people might not know that about me but i'm she's, very delightful she's delightful wait, so, i like that reesey i gotta know now you're gonna do it like the cookout who is invited to the cookout. Let Who me you tell have? you, everybody's invited to the cookout. It's no okay. gatekeeping on this one. If you're paying your money for Urban View, then you get an invite. You're a VIP. But uh, it's, it's still going to be black now. I'm, let me be clear about that. It's going to be black. Yeah, black you black, can't black. let everybody. There's a Patriot channel on Sirius too. Look, they could come. They just going to get cussed out if they come <laughs> wrong. Come on in. You can come on in and you can see how we live on the, how living on the other side, Patriot people. They be the they be the ones in everybody's business anyway. So you might as well go on ahead and come over and learn. You're not gonna get ran out of town like if you went to a real cookout. It's a it's it's a digital cookout. So I mean, it's really for everybody. I think that you know my audience in terms of my social media following is very diverse. You know, very very diverse. Uh, Karen, when I hosted your show. Um, this white guy, I'm making a stereotype. I think he sounded white to me. He had a white question. He, you know, <laughs> asked a, white a question, question about, about why, you know, white people can't say, you know, that they understand oh. black lives, but black people can say how they understand white lives. And Eric and I broke it down for him. And he was like, okay, okay. I'm just listening to thank you. And, you know, I didn't bite his head off. You know, I, I, I listened. I was open-minded. I delivered it raw like I normally would. I didn't water it down because it was a white man, I'm assuming, asking me the question. But he grew from the situation. He was enlightened. So that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna be giving. I'm, I'm this ain't the gatekeeping show. It's not gonna be the gatekeeper show. I'm not gonna make people feel bad for liking the blacky black ass cookout show on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Okay. Okay. So she's gonna be um I love kinda, this show already. I didn't realize she was like, I'm the only woman on Saturdays. Yep. And I was like Blue. See how that could happen to you. Things could be segregated. You don't even know. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there was a, uh, there weren't two X chromosomes rocking it out on, on Saturdays. And now we got the double X. Yes. Um, so there's that. Uh, Reese Colbert, 3 PM right here on one, two, six tomorrow. Um, so I have some things I want to talk to y'all about since you, you're going to stick around. Reese. I don't care what you say. Seeing the gas is here as well for the first hour. Um, there's now a video of Paul Pelosi's attack. And oh. I remember people denying and saying that he, you know, he was making it up and it didn't really happen. Uh, there's now video footage uh, taken from the police body cam. They show all of the things that happened, all of the house being jacked up. And uh, I, I don't know what to do with the gaslighting that is constant, it seems. But mm. we have to we have to talk about it. And, and who would make up? He's 82 years old. Somebody beat him in the head with a hammer and people thought that was funny. I, I don't know. You know, that's somebody's grandfather. Like, why is that okay? You know, even the fun that people make of Joe Biden, I don't, I'm like, really y'all? Like, okay. 
and he was like that in his 40s. So I'm not even trying to say that, you know, there's something addled about him. But Nancy Pelosi has hired an exorcism. Um, she's doing an exorcism of the San Francisco townhouse where uh, her husband was attacked. Mm. Um, and that's a separate story that I'll get into. But let's let's just sit with that for a second with Paul Pelosi's attack and what we do with the, the gaslighting. Can I, I just, while you were doing that, I just watched the video and this video is insane. And it's, you're right about the gaslighting. There is a denial of reality from so many people, especially on the right, because they do live in their own reality much of the time. But in this video, they open the door and the cops stand there for a few seconds. And then it's almost like they waited for the guy to hit Paul Pelosi in the head. Can I just say, if they were two men of color in there, they would have been on top of them with 300 tasers. Mm. They let this guy was holding a hammer to another man's head. And they just feel like, let's talk this out, gentlemen. Do we need to uh, escalate this situation? Into- oh, my God, he's hitting him in the head. Let's get in there. It's I, I this country. So funny, by the way, on yesterday's show, when Dr. Is it Dr. Richie that was on? That was yes. his, is that his, mm-hmm. when he told me the stat about Ithaca going through and doing psychological tests on all of their police officers and 75 percent of the police officers failed that test. I think I've told that story. I've told that to to so many people since yesterday. This is what we're dealing with in America right now. We're dealing with officers that should not even be on the job at all. They're not. They're too nuts. They're literally mm-hmm. nuts. I agree. Yeah. And and then the fact, you know, you add in the homophobia, too. Right. Because they weren't just satisfied with the poor old man. Yes. getting his ass beat they had to sit up there and make it seem like it was his gay lover and all these conspiracies and that you know it was a political attack an attempted assassination if you ask me because he was there to kidnap and do harm to the then speaker of the house like this is really 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 significant and for the party of law and order to not more you know uh forcefully condemn the violence and to not forcefully condemn the conspiracies about Paul Pelosi, it just shows their hypocrisy and just how depraved they are. But the reality is, this is what they want to see happen. That's why they're a little bit quiet about it. That's why you had Glenn Youngkin, I don't know if you remember, um, making jokes about it. And he's supposedly the, the, the clean cut white boy moderate of the Republican yeah. Party. And he was making jokes about it. It's disgusting, but this is who the Republican Party is. I can't stand them. But I do like that Nancy um, held an exorcist exorcism there. Um, yeah, I love that. She, she said it, it weighed really heavy on her soul, according to her daughter, who did the documentary, which is amazing. Pelosi in the house. So um, she said, I, I think it really broke my mother over Thanksgiving. She had priests coming, trying to have an exorcism of the house and having prayer service. You know, black folk may burn some sage. We definitely mm-hmm. going to um, bring in, you know, all kinds of uh, calling up of the ancestors. But, you know, I think that's why Nancy Pelosi probably has a little something in her. Um, but, yeah, this is this is crazy. This is a crazy story. And can I say um, that yes. it's a lot cheaper to do an exorcism than to sell the house in this in this market? Okay, the interest rates are high, the market is high. You, you got to do what that. you got to do to work with what you got. Oh my goodness! Uh, look, look, uh, the read just texted me. She said, "Please tell Reese she better get that baby out of her bed." <laughs> she said, Thank she you. Said, her son was in the bed until he was damn near five, and we had to lie to him about. Uh, <laughs> about a king and queen <laughs> who could never let four let our four-year-old uh oh she had a whole story to tell him 
Um, I have no problem allowing the kids to do what you need them to do <laughs> later on. <laughs> but yeah. for now, it works. Oh, my goodness. Reese is the anti everything we were taught to believe. All right. So I'm going to get back to, um, I won't get into how you got your husband, but I do want to know how y'all met, though, because y'all are fun. Y'all go we, every place. Y'all be having fun. Yeah, we met at work, you oh, know, okay. Okay. and his pickup line. I'm actually older than my husband by a couple of years. And Come yes. on, Cougar. She's doing all of I, the things, I, y'all. Every, oh. <laughs> every assumption people make about me to try to be like, that's why you should listen to her is wrong anyway. Okay. I'm definitely worse than what people would assume. <laughs> <laughs> but it still works. No, but I was actually his mentor, you know, at work. Like it Michelle and Barack. Like Michelle and oh, Barack. Yeah. And that's what he said. He said, you know, you know, uh, Michelle upgraded Barack. And and he had my heart at that moment. I was mm. like, you know what? That's a winning pickup line with me, especially back then. I know Obama, you know, people be on his head a little bit more now. But back then, it was all pro-Obama, pro-Michelle, still pro-Michelle. But yeah, that was his pickup line, and it worked. Okay. A baby later, and they are living their best lives. All right. Here's another story. Uh, the anti-Reese Colbert love story. <laughs> uh, TJ Holmes and Amy mm. Robach have been officially dismissed. So before they were just sat on the bench, they have been fired, uh, fired. Uh, and apparently Amy Robach was blindsided because she didn't know that he was also cheating on her with a 24 year old in the office. And so, wow. yeah, yeah. So basically TJ Holmes out here being a whore of Babylon Ain't nobody know, but I'm thinking also, so now that was it worth it? And I, and I've been there in my twenties where you, you know, you're so sprung out that you literally blow up your life yeah. and, and you, you, you know, and you, you're just, ha. Ah! but that's in wow. your twenties. She's like 40. How old is she? She's 40. She's in her forties, late forties. She done been through too much to to have the community peen get you get you got lose your whole good ass ABC job. This ain't even like cable. She got a that's a million dollar a year check. That's a good check. I'm saying was it, I know it was probably good too because TJ Holmes is a sexy mother effer. I want to say that he I've really been in community with him. We we know each other. I've been face to face, not like that because I you know I would have yeah. tried it though. But you know he was married and I have morals. But that said. You know, he's a sexy mother effort, so I get it. And you know he's probably good, too, because everybody has some eyes. He got the, all of the things. He's tall, long, lean. You know it's long and lean, all of the mm-hmm. things, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, he's married and got, got, a, got a daughter. And I was like, okay, you know, these are things that are off limits, I thought. But they're apparently not. But then, then what's the, was it worth it? I'm just asking the question. Man. <laughs> did he think it wasn't going to be public? I don't understand. When you get to a certain level of public, you know, a public figure of some kind, there's just, it's a wrap. You can't do anything crazy. You got to just go in. You got to be like, honestly, you got to be like Rachel Maddow. You know what she does? She goes ice fishing by herself in the <laughs> woods in like Vermont. And she's like, they go to, they cut to her. She's like, oh, I'm just uh, ice fishing. You're not going to hear her be like, you know, ro- rocking down like 22 interns or anything like that. I mean, this is like, you got to be super nerdy. <laughs> you got to be very nerdy. You mm. got to go out into the wilderness when you get to a certain level of wealth. I mean, Karen, frankly, this pandemic showed you, you're very much a public figure. You've kept to yourself here. You're not going out very often. 
Not I wasn't doing that before the pandemic, though. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. You're proving my point. Yeah. Look at so, that. Well, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think where they went wrong was they were so flippant with it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They were all cheeky. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> did you have a good week? And y'all both still married. You know, I think Nene Leak said it best. Close your legs to married men. That's the number one thing you could do to stay out of trouble, but you went on ahead and spread it wide. Y'all was up gallivanting in the woods, you know, being touchy-feely at the bar. Y'all was out and there with it, but you can't be out with it the very first day on morning television. And then, you know, they tried to make it a civil rights issue. He's black, I'm white. That's why we're getting treated like this. No, he was the little man whore. He was out there with this assistant, that assistant, this assistant. He was having months long affairs with 20 year olds as he's married. So that's where he went wrong. I think they should have been more humble. They should have been more quiet about it. They should have been more professional on set. I know people talk about, you talk about professional, you cuss, yada, yada, yada. But I'm not at, you know, in the conference room cussing up a storm. I have some way about me. They should have been very muted in how it came out because it was exposed. It wasn't like they wanted. It was exposed. And then I think it would have been a different situation. It would have blown over. It would have been yesterday's news. But they just went way off on the deep end with it. They were in love. Well, she was sprung. He was sprung. He was touching her booty and stuff. So I was thinking, though, the other side. Amy Robach, I don't think nobody, I think people didn't like her because if mm. I'm working in a place and I know homies out there doing her, her, him, them, all of them, 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 all of, all of the people, he's doing everybody. You, everyone knew. Cause if you're doing an intern, interns talk like people knew they just didn't tell her. So I think that she's the office bitch. Like nobody liked her and they didn't, wouldn't pull her coat. That's what I was but thinking. But she's not the wife. Why you tell her? She the whole too. They all out there together oh. in the same boat. Like you, you going to tell the side chick that the other side chicks in the situation? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, she probably is not like, but she ain't the wife. And one of the chicks was telling her, but she was messing with uh, TJ, allegedly, this is allegedly reportedly. Allegedly. She knew about his ways and she still went in. But, you know, people think they're special when they get involved with people's husbands. Like, I'm going to be the one that's not going to get cheated on, even though he this is second marriage and X number of affairs in the meantime. So you're delusional, girl, but y'all both dip and do how you do. And we'll see how this works out for you. You never yeah. hear these stories blow up when it's just one person with one other person. It always blows up when the guy has like 20 women that <laughs> all have the same story. It always oh. blows up like that. But don't put it on TJ because Amy cheated on the first husband to get with what's the name with a well, the- man. And then she, like how you find him is how you get she's him. Got the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's a yeah. serial, uh, you know, offender as well. And I personally, I don't care. So let me just say yeah. that, but it's yeah. Friday, so I'm bringing it up. Um, 866-801-8255. If you care, I mean, yesterday, Cena was talking about um, circumcision, and it just, <laughs> for two hours, yeah. there we were with the, in, in hell um, with penises, with stigma. <laughs> I was like, how do we Every get guest, it's just, Jesus. and like, what terrible. did I walk into? We bad. were having a nice conversation. <laughs> All right. Are, y- are y'all familiar with Emmanuel Acho? I think, is that yes. how you say that? Okay, Um, this is something I do care about because I feel like media and this is why Urban View is so important to me is because, you know, the 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 hosts, I know their allegiance is to the people. 
and their allegiances to the people in a way that, you know, we may all have different styles or whatever, but the goal is very similar. We want enlightenment and freedom for everyone listening. And we're not necessarily shilling for the man, meaning we're Mm. we're not pick me Negroes that are just happy to be picked by, Mm. by this establishment so that we can social climb or whatever the climbing is. So I feel really good about that. But this guy seems like he, he's, he's a pygmy Negro. So he's a, an analyst. I don't watch a lot of football news because I don't watch football, but he played in the NFL. He was a linebacker, um, and he currently works at Fort Fox Sports. And, and they keep putting a microphone like he's an authority on stuff black, and, and I'm like, I don't know him. I'm like, Mariah, I don't know him. Mm-mm. Why is he getting the microphone and why is he commenting <laughs> on our things? But he's always out there. So he ended up on a, on, a, I guess, a podcast with Van Lathan, Van Lathan, who I absolutely mm-hmm. love. I love Van Lathan. I just want to say that. Um, so I'm going to play a clip and I would I'd love yeah. for y'all to uh, comment. You don't have that this clip? Smiz? Oh, come on. All right. So while, while I wait for Smith to find the clip that I apparently didn't send him because my email blew up hold on let me find it smith all right god dog it y'all talk among yourselves while i look for this clip yeah i mean i will say this um i i i remember him coming about like during the bachelor i don't know if you guys remember like there was this big drama about this one chick being part of the antebellum um stuff and i think one of the hosts did he have some drama anyways long story long he was defending he, her he was defending yeah. her for for having i think g- having a party or something at a at a, at oh, former the plantation. a slave pl- yeah, yeah. yeah doing the antebellum cosplay stuff and so he's been that guy since then they're like oh okay he's willing to defend that okay let's bring him on let's bring him on let's bring him on so he's always saying something to me anti-black or just trying to kowtow which i hate people that do that don't try to kowtow to an audience that really needs to be you know uh shaken out of their apathy or out of their ignorance when it comes to how black people get down so yeah i'm not surprised at all to hear that he was saying some or got into it on some bs uh, All right. Can, so we, the, can I ask about that plantation thing that where people are going and having parties on them? I just found out about this like a few months ago. I went to an office and someone told me that they had they went to one of these things. There was like a party there or like some sort of wedding party there. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't understand there. You can do a party at a place like that. And they're like, yeah, it's this. I was like, I don't know. I got to leave this conversation right now. And it's so that's how long do you know how long that's been happening? I don't know. Uh, since slavery. I'm sure. It's like... Copy that. OK, great. Stupid question. I'm going to move on. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like um, Airbnb was in trouble because they were actually uh, yeah. Airbnb being a uh, former. Uh, that's crazy quarters um yeah no it's i think they've always done it america romanticizes they they brought back the confederate flag for crying out loud in the 50s like it's it's a romantic period in time you know gone with the wind i mean the first black woman to win an oscar won it for playing an an enslaved person like it's just to me um it's it's america you know And, and america wishes they were back when cotton, you know, when people were picking cotton and doing it. This is this is the whole fight. I feel like we're in like yeah. they want to get back to those days. They're never coming back. Period. But all right, um, I'm going to play two clips from Acho. The first one um, I let you know, Smith, because it says right there, play this one first right there says that um, the top one. Do you, OK, 
All right. This is him on Jimmy Kimmel. See, this is what I'm saying. I don't know this guy. How are you on Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Kimmel, why you got this <laughs> yeah. man on your, on your TV show? All right, play this one first. Let's address all of them. Isn't that interesting that you learned about black culture no. as an adult playing football? It re- and is football it, are, are in the world of football? What? Okay. Interesting. All right. All right. So well, he, learned, he learned about black culture. There's more to the clip, but we got cut off. Uh, playing, it was football that taught him about American black culture and racism. That was what he was telling Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. Oh my so, God. so he goes on with Van Lathan with a similar energy. So we're going to play that clip. Oh, when white people say, well, racism doesn't exist. I know why they say that. Cause I've been in them rooms when they saying that mm-hmm. when I kick it with black people and they're like, all white people are racist. Hmm. I know why you're saying that. All the while, I have the privilege and luxury of not having generational trauma because my parents were born in Nigeria. So, man, my method is removing some of the sting um, because I don't have that sting and trying to deliver a message in a manner that people can receive it. Okay. Let me tell you why what you just said offends me. Okay. Yeah. All right. You saying that you don't have generational trauma and you didn't mean it this way, but the reason, and, and it's, I have to name it. You saying that you don't have any generational trauma in some way meaning or that in some way meaning that your delivery method to white people is going to be either more effective or more sanitized is to me dangerous. And let me tell you why. Everybody that you just named and what you're talking about does what they do in different ways. I don't think that any of the things that they do are necessarily harmful. But what I could say is a black man, a prominent one, acting as an emotional butler for white people and serving them the most milk toast, unspicy, unseasoned brand of racial discourse and accountability possible could definitely be harmful. Like we're fighting for our lives. And to me, having a conversation like that at that particular time it's not that it's a different method. Everybody has a different method. Is that it's the wrong method? Is that it gives cover for mm, for all of that, right? Ooh. Emotional butler, he called him. Ooh, mm. emotional butler. I I wrote that down because I'm going to use that again. Thank you, Van Lathan, for the language. Uh, Reese Colbert is here from the Reese Colbert Show Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on Channel 126 Urban View. And Sina hey, Gaznavi, the host of Fraudsters, and uh, an attorney and an entrepreneur and all of the things. Um, I, don't, <clears throat> I struggle with this because we all know that there are a lot of people in positions of power, black people, because white people are comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason, not talent, not because they're adding anything. It's because they don't challenge the power structure in a way that makes them uncomfortable. But I tell my students this discomfort is where change happens. And if you are a white person in a position of power and you're not willing to be uncomfortable uh, and being challenged in your own inherent racism, which is baked into all systems, then you're not really about diversity. You're just about being comfortable and putting black faces in places that make you comfortable. But you're not really trying to change anything. Mm. I think Acho's is one of those people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this guy, I mean, 
I mean, I'm definitely not the the guy to be, you know, speaking very confidently on this. You know, I'm I'm that's why I love being on Urban View. It's a place for me to learn and get exposure to all these issues. And frankly, I'm with you, Karen. I don't watch that much football, but I had seen this clip, and I just kind of like forehead slapped. And like for me, as an Iranian kid, a first gen kid, um, I have a different experience with mm. generational trauma and, and that. But what that actually informed me was being able to connect with the black experience in America and be able to empathize more. And that should be what your life experience allows you to do. Not I'm able to deliver, you know, financial talking points or sports talking points that that give me financial benefit to a group of people that are seeking to marginalize me. Right. Or, or feeding into a system that is built to marginalize me. One thing I, I used to complain about is that I'm not Arab, I'm Persian. And I realized how how short sighted that was, because to white people, we're all the same. And they don't give a shit. They don't care. You know, and I grew up because my mom was like, no, we are Persian, not Arab. And I, that was baked into my brain. Right. And I learned that from my family. Right. But then I got into the society. I was like, they don't give a shit if I'm Arab. You know, you've got people that are Assyrian and you've got Syrians, you've got Arabs, you've got Turkish people, you've got a, a Persian people. They go, okay. white people are like, wow, there's a broad brush. We got one bomb that'll go to every one of your countries. It's the same bomb. We don't give a shit. So that's what kind of strikes me is this. And I also love Van, by the way. He's the best. Oh, my God. Um <clears throat> But it was it's disingenuous, right, to say yes. you have no generational trauma when you're speaking English. Yeah. Also, go ahead. He was born in Texas. Like I looked at him because I was like, okay, well maybe he, you know, just came over here to play. He got a scholarship. You know how they go recruit Dominicans for the uh, for the uh, for baseball for baseball. Okay, maybe that was a situation. He was just an exceptional. We ain't got enough exceptional. Football players over here that had to go to Nigeria and pick him up. No, he was born in Texas. So what the hell is you talking about? Okay, this is crazy to me. And he was born in Texas. He played track and field. I just Googled him. I don't I don't know. He his said stuff she said heart. played track track and field. So we already know he, you don't work out. He played okay, track and field. He, okay, <laughs> he ran track and field. Okay, he ran track. He played other stuff. Knock it off. And I don't like how you're trying to equate football with blackness and this is sports it's, it's so many layers of just contempt but to me it's really elitist of him to to put himself on this pedestal like i am not bitter like you blackies and that's why i can talk to the white people and make them feel better about the situation no boo no you can't now your brand is good your brand is good your brand is making money but you are not moving the needle which is what it's really about moving the needle for our people. So knock it off. And the fact that a bunch of people went out and bought that book of his, uh, which I'm not going to even give the title, which is all about, <laughs> you know, anti-racism. It's just, it just tells me that, you know, we're in a performative uh, era in our country mm -hmm. where yeah. is, there's a uh, lot, a lot of uh, that and not a lot of work being done. And the work that's being done is not getting highlighted. So that's, you know, why we are here. Who's going to be on your show this uh, on Saturday? Are you going to, are you just going to rock out the hour by yourself? Oh no, I'm going to have my boy Clay on the show. What? Full circle, full circle moment. So, you know, Clay, I absolutely love and adore Clay as well as you, Karen. But, you know, Clay and I, we have been on every week. Even I took four weeks off when I had Boss Baby. But outside of that, I've been on every week on his show since 2020. So, you know, I have to tip my hat to Clay 
and say, come on. And people love us together. You know, they love us together. I love us together. He loves us together. So um, I I felt like, okay, he's the perfect person for the first show. Oh, and that's, you know, both he and I hate to be interviewed. <laughs> like, I hate being on, I'm like, oh, I hate it. I hate it. So this is going to be interesting. But I, 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 y'all's chemistry is so nice. It's, it is um, excuse me, amazing. So uh, I'm going to tune into that. So you have, do you have s- s- sneaky questions for him? Because you no, know he'd I be mean, super prepared. Well, okay. So I, I did. So um, one of the sec- one of the things that I'm that's different. You asked earlier what's different about this show is I have a segment called "Am I Tripping." It's kind of like "Am I the asshole?" You know that popular Reddit thread. But black people, we say, am I tripping? We don't be like, hey, girl, am I the asshole? You be like, am I tripping on this? So such stuff was tripping. I know you tripping. So I was like, okay, let's do that. Let's have that flavor. So I told him, I said, okay, Clay, you got to give me an am I tripping story. I'll give you an am I tripping story for me. And we'll talk about it, wrap it up. Because one of the most popular parts, um, when we did the election coverage, you might remember, uh, his friend, and I won't go back into the whole story. Uh, we talked about his friend's dating situation when it came to a Republican male that she found out was Republican on the date. And people love that. So I was like, I want to bring that that kind of fun, interactive energy to the show where it's not just about what the news is. It's about us and what we got going on in our lives. And y'all could call in. Um, the number is 866-801-8255. Write it down. So call in. Welcome uh, Reese to her own show tomorrow. Uh, it's live, by the way. So yeah, anything could happen, I guess. Which oh, is yeah. going to be interesting. Uh, congratulations. Well deserved. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. coming through. Reese Colbert. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.